Hello and welcome to the Shaping Insights podcast presented by American Express, where we bring you expert perspectives on the latest trends in luxury industries. I'm Ajesh Patale, writer and contributor to the Financial Times, and I'll be your host for this episode. Today I'm speaking with Alexia Nierzielski and Elizabeth von Gutmann, co-founders of the fashion gaming app Ada and the biannual System magazine. A platform for deep thoughts and real opinions, System is regarded as one of the most influential titles for fashion insiders, regularly exploring the shifting landscape of the industry. Taking this into their latest venture, Alexia and Elizabeth are revolutionising gaming for the fashion world with their app Ada, a virtual dressing-up game created with Andy Koo, which has to date seen the involvement of some of the world's most relevant global fashion brands and designers. Today, Alexia and Elizabeth will be offering insights into the role of innovation and technology in the luxury industry and what shifts they are seeing across the landscape. Alexia, Elizabeth, hello, how are you? Hello, good, good morning. morning. Well, it's great to have you with us. Let me start by asking you if you could tell us a little bit about your backgrounds and how you made the transition from the publishing world into gaming. There was no transition, but I guess it was more of a, an addition to what we're doing. We come from the traditional print background. We've been uh, doing magazines for over 10 years, and we still believe very much in the, the power of print, especially when we talk about luxury. But, you know, there is much more out there. And the tech world and the gaming world is something that was uh, inevitable to explore. And Alexia? So I think for us, you know, it became clear uh, about five years ago now that we were limited in terms of reaching out to certain demographic, to certain countries. And we felt that we needed to explore new tools. The idea of creating fashion films and, uh, you know, digital platform for a magazine wasn't enough. And we felt that the reality of gaming was very exciting for the fashion that was at the time totally removed from it. A lot of industry from, you know, already presence in gaming, but fashion was removed. So it became very clear for us that gaming was a really interesting to the fashion industry. As you said, there is an addition because obviously you're still working on system and you are about to bring out the biggest issue you've ever brought out. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And also maybe the difficulties of working on it in lockdown. So, I mean, we were about to print, you know, our system issue number 15 in May, mid-March, the lockdown started, and it felt very clear that coming out with this issue was not appropriate. So we gathered with all our editorial team and decided to do a, a lockdown issue to get our contributors and our team to work on this very unique issue all from home. It was a very good surprise because everyone we reached out to participated. So from 15 conversations between designers, and then we gathered some of the best art directors in the industry and challenged them. It's a great testimony of this exceptional time, but also it's a great range of panelists who contributed from Japan, uh, we have people from America, we have people from Europe, we have people from you know a lot of different places of the world, and hopefully uh, a template for maybe a new way of consuming and making content. Yeah, Elizabeth, do you think it's a template for working in a different way, particularly when it comes to content? 
Oh, definitely. I think, you know, we have to obviously rethink like every other industry and to have these uh, restrictions sometimes, you know, brings out the most creative. But I think moving forward, producing locally, I think will be coming much more as a new normal, I think. And producing locally creates great content. And I think, you know, people always think that, you know, you have to spend a huge amount of budgets, travel around the world, fly everyone around in order to make something special and unique. And actually, that, that was so much the case before. I think that became strangely not special enough. And going back to thinking more about the idea more than the production around it, I think that's when I think something special occurs. You talk about putting the ideas front and centre. This is a question I'd really like to ask both of you. What have you seen out there? What exciting, innovative content have you seen appearing over the last couple of months that you'd really rate? I think we're at the very beginning of, our, of, of exploring fashion and tech, but I think what is about to come is incredibly exciting. I mean, we, we've had the privilege to work along this Korean company to develop this app for the past four years. This idea of virtual consumption is truly exciting for the fashion industry on so many levels, from a sustainable point of view, uh, but also from, from a creative point of view. You know, you, you can wear on your virtual self something that you would never in your real life. You can imagine things that, you know, wouldn't be possible. You know, it's a new revenue streams for brands. So this is something that also excites them a lot selling the IP on the virtual space. Elizabeth? Yeah, I think, you know, once again, this is the beginning of fashion in this space. And I think, you know, gaming has been the center of especially the new generation of Gen Z. This is where they play. That's where they interact. It's a social platform. They, they alter and alter life, but which is probably more real to them than their real world. Obviously, fashion in general, we're always a little bit late in getting onto trends or to uh, tech. You know, it's a bit like, you know, e-commerce. And now, now everyone is racing and you know, who can be uh, more present, uh, sell more, have the biggest e-shop. It's quite funny to see this migration. And I think it will happen in the virtual and the gaming space. But I think it's now probably because of the confinement and this new world we're living in, I think it's probably pushing brands because they don't really have a choice into experiencing and, and working with these new methods. So for virtual showrooms, virtual shows, you know, how can they make it a business, but also express their creativity and showcase, more importantly, the, the clothes? To be honest, we're still in the equivalent of the silent movie era in terms of fashion and innovative content. So in the last couple of months, I think we've all witnessed some isolated cases, for instance, Travis Scott having a virtual concert, the Face Clan on, on Fortnite, happenings, gatherings are very exciting. Finding social media totally mixed up with gaming platforms, we believe is some, in something that is really going to develop moving forwards. Well, you said that, um, Elizabeth, you talked about this present moment, pushing brands into this field much faster than ordinarily they would have moved into it. Can you talk a little bit more, both of you, about how brands in this global situation where we are now are using technology and digital gaming platforms to innovate, to move forward, as you say? Yes, I mean, once again, I don't, I don't think they had a choice, especially now. So it's something that we were, there are 
uh, always interested in, but trying to find how they could integrate this world. So now, obviously, they need to express themselves and, and to distribute their content and to, more importantly, reach out to this new generation who only, more importantly, interact within the gaming world. Brands are trying new experiences, especially when we talk about the luxury world. They can't really afford to make too many experiences either because they have to be very careful, obviously, with the image and especially in the digital or virtual space. There's less control than in the physical space. So I think it's about understanding the limits, understanding the gaming world to begin with. So I think, you know, a lot of people are hiring and consulting with a lot of these gaming platforms. And obviously with, uh, with what we're doing, it's quite a perfect timing because it is our game with, with Ada is something that is more virtual reality and people create their own avatars. It's very uh, hyper real. I think there's two, uh, there's two ways in the gaming world. One is more the, the cartoonish. One is more the hyper-realistic way, where it really resembles you. So I think there, there's two different ways to interpret the gaming world with fashion. Could you just tell us a little bit about Ada and what it is, how it works from a technical side, but also more broadly as a business? So Ada is, um, is a free downloadable app, which currently only exists in China. As soon as you download the app, you're invited to take a picture. So you become instantly an avatar and your avatar has a basic room, which you can decorate. So the idea is really to express yourself through, you know, decorating this room, but also collecting your favorite clothes. So it's an app which also allows you to consume content you know, uh, the same way that you would read, you know, about fashion on a website, you know, you could also consume content and activities about the brands onto this homepage. And you can also, of course, purchase virtually the items, but also physically. The idea is that you would purchase for your avatar some items, you know, everything is mimicking or mirroring what's happening in real life. So a thousand dollar dress will cost $1 in the platform. And we also replicate rarity. So the idea that, you know, if something comes out, like a capsule collection at only a few pieces available, we will replicate this exclusivity on the virtual space because rarity is a commodity also in the virtual product. And then the idea is really to express yourself and to purchase, uh, you know, your favorite luxury brands and your favorite brands for your virtual self. And then, of course, your friends can follow you. So the same way your friends would follow your, your page on Instagram, they will follow your room on Ada. And then you can, of course, comment, you can exchange clothes with friends. So it's a way to express your identity, your style, and also to be directly in contact with your favorite brands. And I think it's, you know, about democratizing fashion. It's a great way to, uh, for a lot of individuals that, you know, are obsessed with fashion or inspired to fashion, to be able to play with the codes and with these products that they only see Instagram or Facebook. You know, so I think this is, you know, a key thing that, you know, a girl who is in outside of Beijing can buy a virtual jewel bag 
and try it on with her virtual self, take a picture of herself, share it with her friends and understand also the value of the brand and, you know, their stories behind it. Because I think that's an important part of, um, of this and it's an important part for, for these young gamers. And I think, you know, to have a, an immersive experience with uh, some of your favorite brands, KOLs and designers, because we're going to bring in designers, KOLs, influencers onto this platform so the, the gamers can also interact with their favorite influencers and exchange uh, styling tips. Well, you said that a lot already about how gaming and virtual reality platforms can help luxury brands, but were there other things you feel that these platforms and this way of interacting could really help the luxury industry moving forward? I mean, first of all, tapping into this demographic. You know, it's something that is incredibly hard for luxury brands. 12 years old kids don't go onto their favorite brand's website. They maybe go for purchasing an items, but they will not consume the content the same way. Through these new platforms, you can, you know, connect better. It's also more fun. Uh, we have created, you know, some of the biggest brands' first virtual stores in ADA. And, you know, the experience is actually totally immersive. It's the closest to walking into a store. When you scroll down a list of brands on a concept store online, you know, you don't get the, the brand's DNA. You don't get the incredible efforts and the content that brands are producing on a daily basis. Building a virtual store and, you know, suddenly the products can be seen in a different way. They can be floating in the air. Next to the product, you can have like a video you can click onto that makes you dive into the last campaign. Or you, so you, you consume the products and the content in a very, very immersive way. Elizabeth, would you like to add something? The other point that I would like to say with, um, you know, how it can really help luxury brands and just brands in general, uh, the social media platforms and gaming platforms is the data collection. Through this data collection, brands will know better their consumer or their future consumer because these kids sometimes don't have the spending power now, but this is where they get inspired, this is where they learn, and this is where they become faithful to brands because they've been playing with them. So then when they're at the age of purchasing a product, they're more likely to go to a brand that they've been playing with so this data collection is very important because the brands will be able to uh, see who is buying what at any given time. On the platform that we've, uh, we've done, we can tell, let's say Prada is launching a bag and they want to know, you know which uh, color of that specific bag is the most popular. So they will be able to give them data collection over different countries, over different cities, you know, age group, so we can tell them, okay, the girls in Beijing between the age of 18 and 24 really love the red bag by 29.1%, whereas the girls in uh, Shanghai, actually the black one is doing better. And then we can expand that to the regions, to different countries. And after this data collection, the brands can really hopefully have a better understanding of their consumer. But I hope brands will really use this tool for a more intelligent way to, uh, to produce and distribute their products. Well, exactly. The data side of this is a real game changer. <laughs> what I'm really interested to ask you about is this relationship between the content and the product. How do you think brands can maximise their success by 
cross-publishing content with product on digital platforms? So it's an interesting question. Uh, we believe, as I said, content has never been so strong. And brands are not just brands, they're becoming production company, producing content on a daily basis. And it's for all of them, whether you're jewelry, high, you know, high, high jewelry or fast fashion, you have to sell and tell the stories on a daily basis. And so we used to consume content in, you know, in a print magazine, then it became onto the website, then it becomes on social media. Now it becomes in the stores because obviously the retail experience is becoming different. So we can see that across all platforms now, people are consuming content. And I think we believe that, you know, there should be some kind of harmony between all of those platforms, you know, guidelines and, and focus because, you know, you, you want the message to be strong and united across all platforms. Same way you can swipe on social media you know, a piece of content, you should be able to walk into a stores and be able to consume or you should be able to, you know, play your favorite game. And also it, it should come everywhere. So we as content creators have a duty now to kind of adapt to all of those platforms and to make the experience fun and harmonious. Elizabeth? Now, user-generated content these days is also something that's even more important than content created by brands. Obviously, brands have become these production houses because they have to create so much content on a daily basis. And I think they're coming to realization that actually the user-generated content is something that is much more consumed by users. It's more authentic. It's more real. And I think this is where, once again, we TikTok is, you know, become massive, especially after the confinement in this part of the world, although it was, it was huge, obviously, in, in Korea and China. But I think, you know, we're catching on to very fast to, you know, all these trends. And it's about, you know, uh, having a balance and being as authentic as possible. So I think brands are going to embrace more and more the, the user-generated content. Can I ask you a question about working with Andy? You obviously have come from a luxury publishing area. He's come from a much more tech area, gaming area. What have you learned from working with him about working successfully with teams that are rooted in tech? Once again, you know, the, the fashion world and the tech world is very two different talents and two different, you know, worlds. And I think one can't pretend to be the other. So I think there is a lot of education process of understanding the tech world and especially, you know, the Chinese market. But it was quite interesting to, we did all these meetings and all the headquarters in, in Paris and Milan. And, you know, when Andy, you know, he was so amazed on how the brand's DNA was reflected in every little detail from the coffee cup in the boardroom to the actual, you know, buildings, to the smells and the lobbies. You know, you, you walk into the Gucci world and you walk into the Louis Vuitton world and you walk into the Dior world and you're really immersed when you walk in this headquarters. So I think, you know, he got inspired a lot by, you know, how to translate this in the virtual space. How can you immerse yourself? And for us, it was an incredible learning experience to understand also the process of the tech, because people, you know, in, in fashion, we, we work in such a fast pace, you know, we have collections all the time. And so sometimes we don't realize, but to embed something takes a long time. You know, the process of digitizing the materials over the last couple of years, 
improved so much. You know, at first, leather, shiny materials were still something quite tricky to render. But after a couple of years, the tech team in Korea is becoming incredibly good at reflecting those exact materials and garments and, and getting really fast at it as well. So great learning, you know, experience on both sides, I believe. No, because also when you're dealing with luxury brands, yeah, there's no really room for error. The quality of the rendering has to be perfect. And that's, I think, why the fashion world has been quite reluctant to get into this space. And now we can go into the details. And with Ada, for example, everything is 3D. So you are able to move around the garment and everything moves according to physics from the swish of the dress with the hair. You, know, you are able to practically touch it. We've spoken about fashion's interaction with the virtual world. How have you seen other industries embracing that? Well, I mean, I guess sports has been massive. I mean, I heard that today there are more people watching e-game than watching sports. It is a reality. You know, people are watching people in arena playing sports on gaming app more than they're watching football. <laughs> Elizabeth? Yes, I, mean, I think most industries have, you know, embraced the virtual space. But it's always been, especially the gaming world, I think it's, it's always been quite violent. And I think, you know, that is also something that's been a little difficult for brands to come on board. But I think the gaming world has a lot to explore and to give the fashion world and other, other worlds. You know, sports is obviously greater the outlet. It's funny because we we're talking to someone who's you know specialized in esports, and they were saying actually gamers spend more time customizing their jerseys and customizing their look than actually the game itself. So they spend more time creating their avatar and making their avatar and their jersey look really cool. The game is really secondary. Expressing your personal style is so important for the the younger generation to express it on these platforms. Can I look ahead to the longer term future here? How do you think the luxury sector will continue to adapt? Well, I think the, the last couple of months have been an incredible booster to, you know, change things, reevaluate in an industry that doesn't like necessarily a lot of changes. We feel excited about this because I think it was about time to rethink the shows, to rethink the traveling around, you know, the buying times, you know, why buyers have to travel almost six months per year to purchase for their stores, you know, when they can use, uh, you know, the incredible technology that we have available now to fully see and experience the garments. So there's a lot to change. I think we're going to see a lot of things happening in the next couple of months because brands have been thinking, brainstorming nonstop over the pandemic with their digital, you know, team to rethink the shows, rethink the showroom, uh, recreate the, the experience and sell the dream. I mean, I know that Dior is doing a show in Riclo, you know, so no audience, but they are bringing the models and the production in Lecce, in Italy, and they're going to be, you know, bringing this experience for the virtual space. Some others are creating, you know, real, totally fiction experiences. So I think a lot of things are going to come up from very exciting brands, big ideas, big projects. So I think we have to kind of learn from it, you know, uh, how, how can you translate the idea of luxury onto the digital space? 
I think that's a, you know, everyone's big, big question right now. I think the combination is still going to be key. The digital space with the physical space and not versus. I think the combination is key because in the luxury space, you still need to touch. You still need to see it with your own eyes. Nothing will recreate the real thing, let's be honest. All these things, you know, we're not number one supporters are beyond exciting, but to be able to experience both worlds and to find synergies and how to work together in these two spaces, I think that's going to be the key to success. Elizabeth and Alexia, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today on the Shaping Insights podcast. It's been fantastic to talk to you about technology and innovation and what the future looks like for the luxury sector. So thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you you for having having us. We very much hope you enjoyed the Shaping Insights podcast presented by American Express. Don't do business without it.